Ending small business failure. Welcome to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with the number one small business expert, Melinda Emerson. Melinda's goal is to end small business failure, and she'll give you the information you need to succeed and live the life you dream of. Now, here's the small biz lady herself, Melinda Emerson. Hi, everybody. I'm Melinda Emerson, the small biz lady, America's number one small business expert. And I would like to welcome you to the Small Biz Chat podcast live. Now, Small Biz Chat is a peer-to-peer interview show that gives small business owners a way to get invaluable business advice. The mission of Small Biz Chat is to end small business failure. So with that, let me introduce my very first guest. Her name is Dee Taylor Jolly, and she is known as the back office boss. Yes, Miss Dee has operated a successful business with her husband, Dr. Willie Jolly, for over 30 years, and she serves as a consultant to small business owners in the professional service sector who need to build their back office structure to support their businesses. She develops systems which help businesses grow and protect their profits. She provides everything from developing SOPs to guidelines, forms, checklists, anything to help the business run more efficiently. Some of her clients include small business owners, government agencies, nonprofits, as well as churches. Ms. D. Jolly, how are you? Welcome to Small Biz Chat. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be with all of you smart people. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So so how did you get this title, the back office boss? Tell tell me what what how did you how did you get your chops to get that title? It was given to me. And I don't remember which individual, but just over time, because I always ended up saying, well, this is how you can do this. No, here's a list. So I started volunteering when people would ask me, how are you organized? How did you set up this system? And I was like, okay, I have a checklist. Let me give this to you. Then if there are questions, I would answer their questions. So that's how I started being called the boss. And I am not the headliner. I do all that on the backside of the business, behind the stage, underneath the stage or whatever. The term back office boss came into existence. Love it. Love it. Now, you originally is a teacher, right? You, you were a teacher for a long time in your career. How did that help you sort of like build some of these systems that you have to help business owners be successful? Being a teacher taught me patience, number one. It taught me that I had to learn to work with everybody, which meant I learned to be fit and adaptable, which kind of plays into what Brett was saying about this emotional intelligence bit. I think initially it's simply a matter of deciding that you can work with any and everybody. And once you make that decision, you can incorporate, you're more willing. So I was a teacher Then I wanted to work with adults and I went into adult education and became a training director. That's major in an industry of construction with all men. That requires being fit and adaptable. I love it. I love it. So so I don't see that the whole do I work with millennials? Do I work? I like the idea of embracing everybody because each generation brings something special that I didn't know. In our environment, we have lots of interns. We had five until March the 6th when we shut it all down. Mm. How they think, the creative ideas 
It's so very helpful. Okay. So let's talk about back office structure, because I'm not sure everyone knows what we're talking about when we say that. Can you tell us sort of like what is all encompassing in that? Okay. So the creative people of which I am not, person who owns a business, they're a consultant, they're all these things and they have their specialty in HR and technology. But if you have that business, there's some fundamentals that are going to go on regardless of your upfront program. Now, what does that mean? Well, for example, you have a banker or you should have a banker. What kind of banker should you have? Should it be a credit union, which is members, or should it be a regular big bank or a small bank? Well, what goes into that? How do you make that decision? Who is going to work with you and your personality and kind of business that you have? Are they going to give you a line of credit? So you have to shop for that just like you do everything else. Issue. Brokers, insurance brokers, absolutely necessary. That's a back office piece of specialty. That's not somebody that you that you keep on staff. But if you're offering health insurance, if you have errors and omissions insurance and you've got liability insurance, you don't know all of that. So you outsource that because the brokers are getting paid by all of those insurance companies and they're bringing, the broker is bringing to you Here's what fits your profile. CPA specialist, absolutely essential. Why? Because you can mess up because you think that you can do your taxes. You think you can reconcile everything on your own. Doesn't work that way. I learned that the hard way. And oftentimes the cheapest is not the best because you then have to come back and have it done again correctly. So you pay twice. So really sort of like all of the sort of operations and administrative functions of a business, whether it's finance, whether it's marketing, whether it's like hiring, onboarding, accounting, you know, even even technology, like your IT support people. You might not have a full time person, but you need a person person you can call to sort of fix some of that. Right. The primary business person or that small business person might have the technology skill and might be the marketing person, but they might not have, I don't know how to handle payroll. So you outsource that. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to put together SOP. So I'll outsource that. Mm -hmm. So certainly as small business people, we need to be as lean and as mean as possible. So you need to identify what your strengths are and then where you need support. Then you can pull that in. And I think in some instances with some people that I deal with, part of the issue is you're too embarrassed or too prideful to admit that you need help. Mm-hmm. Help like I got my first subcontract and that's a someone I'm dealing with right now who said, do I pay myself? And I said, oh, are you do you want to be a W-2 or do you want to be a 1099? Now, what goes into that? But at least he had the courage to say, I need help in walking this through because I got the money. At least it was in a separate business account from his personal account. But now I need help and how to work this out. And how do I pay taxes on it? Do I have to pay quarterly taxes? Maybe there's a way I can get it. So those are the kinds of questions and situations that present themselves 
when you're talking about back office small business, because we're dealing with creative people. We're dealing with people who are driven, who have a vision, but they still have to have some foundation support to take them across the finish line and make sure that when they get across that finish line, that the IRS is not there with their hand out asking for their portion. All right. All right. I get it. So now how do I determine who I need to be? You said you need to make a, you know, sort of like understand what your strengths and weaknesses are. So are you suggesting that like just getting an assistant isn't enough? Like I, no. I, need, I need multiple players here. Is that what you're saying? You need to know where you're weak as well as where you're strong. So just to say you're getting an assistant is a major mistake. What do you need an assistant for? Do you need an assistant because you don't know how to do marketing? That's one thing. Do you need an assistant who handles your schedule because you're so busy and I miss calls? I miss the meetings. That's another. Sometimes you, it can be a combination. So I think the most critical thing that one can do is to make the difficult analysis of what your own limitations are. Once you do that, you can make the decision as to who the kind of person that you need to work with or people. Well, listen, we're going to go to break. And when we come back, we're going to dig even more into this, how to get your back office tight. We've got D. Taylor Jolly here, and she's giving us the lowdown on how to get your back office right. I'm Melinda Emerson, Small Biz Lady. You're watching Small Biz Chat Live. We'll be right back. Are you tired of struggling in your business, not taking a paycheck, dreading dealing with your business in the morning? Are you regretting even starting your business in the first place? Well, I know you're tired, and I also remember what that kind of tired is like. But the good news is, it's time to stop feeling that way. I'm Melinda Emerson, Small Biz Lady, and my new book, Fix Your Business, is a 90-day turnaround plan to get back your life and reduce chaos in your business. I've been in business nearly 20 years, and let me teach you how to build a business that works for you. Grab a copy today. Welcome back. We're here on Small Biz Chat Live talking with D. Taylor Jolly about your back office, how to get it tight, how to get the support you need. All right, D, let's jump back in. How office assistant. We've done the assessment. I know I need an assistant to handle my email and scheduling. What do I do next if I want to hire someone? So once you've identified the kind of person that will provide you with the right support, I would say go by way of referral. And you say, well, why? Because there's everybody out there on the internet who can do this. Personally, I would not trust them because I've been down that route. So I'm saying from my past experience, referrals are best. And if I can't get a referral and a referral from other small business people that I know from the Chamber of Commerce and, and SCORE is absolutely wonderful as business, former business owners, retired government people who are in a position to provide you with wise counsel and they're not making money from it. So if those things don't work for you, then you can go to some of the websites, but then that means that you really have to vet carefully because I, I, I just wouldn't trust them. I would certainly not fund anything until the job was done to your satisfaction. 
All right. So I know a lot of people who get their assistance and stuff from from Thailand, from the Philippines and all this kind of stuff. So you're saying, uh, uh-uh, no, don't even. I'm don't. just saying that does not work for me. Okay. And it also depends upon the kind of assistant that you want. Okay. I would not get my technology assistant from there. OK, OK. Is so, there a language issue? Do we have the same cultural values so that when I say A, B, and C, they know exactly what that means? Mm -hmm. I would just be very careful. So you're not just hiring a person or an individual who is just going to do a task. The personality and everything works with that, too. Mm -hmm. So just like Brett was saying earlier in terms of the emotional intelligence portion of how you talk to someone. So if you're going to get someone from another country, how you speak to them may impact what they do and how they do it. So all mm -hmm. of those things are important. I see. So at what point in a business should someone think about getting some support staff? I mean, you know, when you're just for starting out and you kind of don't have a lot of resources, you, you end up being an army of one. But, but okay. at one, one point, do you, what, what point do Let you... Let me just be pragmatic. How can you hire somebody if you don't have any money? Let's right. keep it real. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so if you don't have any money and what you are making, let's say you have a budget and you budgeted for a year that you can operate with no money. So then you have to budget to pay that person whatever by the hour or whatever but if you're struggling and saying i don't I, I don't i don't have any money what do i do if you can't pay them next best thing would be to get an intern from a university like i said the beginning of this year we had five interns now every semester we get interns now why is that because i'm learning from them and they're learning from us we are focused in the social media and marketing space. They're absolutely wonderful, but they get credit. So this is free labor. They're mm -hmm. learning. They want to do well. So we're interacting. Okay. They okay. can do that. So how much training should you, a business owner need to give someone who's coming on to be support staff to them? That's a variable. My own personal experience, because I am so absolutely anal, everyone who works with us, here's the list. Here's who we are. Here's our vision statement. Here's our mission statement. Here are three top goals. Here is where you fit in our picture. And this is what I want you to do. And this is how you're going to be judged on what you do. Do you have a question? And this kind of attitude probably comes because I was a teacher, I was a trainer, and I worked on Capitol Hill. So you have to be able to be, you got to hit it and quit it. As you deal with the kind of different personalities, of course you're pleasant, but you have to be able to give the bottom line and make sure by asking questions that they get it. All right. Well, you guys heard it here from the back. Office. Okay, Miss D. Taylor Jolly broke it down. Please head over to my blog at succeedisyourownboss.com to get more information and contact information about tonight's guest. And I just want to thank you all for watching Small Biz Chat Live and being a part of our success. The mission of Small Biz Chat is to end small business failure. I'm Melinda Emerson, the Small Biz Lady. Until next time, remember this, you never lose in business, either you win or you learn. God bless everybody. Thank you for listening to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with Melinda Emerson. 
For more resources and small business success strategies, visit succeedasyourownboss.com. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and join us next Wednesday.